Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. If you'll turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2 is where we're at. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. I mean, why would, God, why would God allow his son to be born in a barn? Why would he allow that? I mean, think about that. He allows it because he, he wanted him to experience the hardest and the most difficult life he could possibly live. And you, you read Jesus' life and it wasn't a bed of roses, was it? It wasn't palaces and privilege and, and the best teachers and the best schools and the best, you know, upbringing. It was difficulty. It wouldn't be long after this, of course, uh, later the, the wise men would come and they would, they would give to Jesus, you know, before, come before Jesus and give him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they, they'd be given a little bit of wealth, but then immediately they had to flee for their lives and go down to Egypt. And then fearing for their lives, they, they heard by an angel they could come back to Jerusalem and they, they went up back up to Nazareth, or back to Israel, they came, went up to Nazareth and lived there. Jesus grew up as a carpenter's son in poor conditions in Nazareth, a very poor community. Difficult circumstances. Didn't have a place to stay when he was in ministry. Didn't have a place to lay his head, he tells us. He was despised and rejected of men. He was made fun of. He was talked down to. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Why? So that he could relate to you in your difficulty, in your trial. And God draws near to the brokenhearted. And he comforts those who are weary and those who are downcast. A long time ago, a guy in our church asked me if I knew why Jesus was born in a barn. I said, I said why? He said, because he's the Lamb of God. Lambs are born in barns. <laughs> Cute. Verse 17. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which is told them concerning the child. I, I think we can learn a lot from these shepherds. I love that they went and told everybody. Now, I mean, maybe that's why the angels went to them, because shepherds talk. You know, what else are they going to do? You know, you, you sit outside alone by yourself for so long. When you get around people, you talk, you know. And so they, they, they made it widely known. But I think it's important for us. You know, when we see Jesus in our lives, we should tell other people. You know, that, that's, that's the first thing that we should do. I, I think Greg Laurie and his Tell Someone video series, which I recommend to all of you, it's, a, it's about personal evangelism. He says that the, one of the disciplines that is widely lacking within the Christian community is, is to tell people. And one of the best things to do is when you first get saved, to go and start telling people about it. It's easier when you're super excited at the beginning. Now, sometimes we make the mistake of thinking, well, our family needs to hear this because they're the ones who I, want, I care about the most. So I'm going to go tell my family about Jesus and we go and tell them and they're like, we don't like you and we think you're a loser and we don't care. And that kind of defeats us and we're kind of scared after that. But we shouldn't be scared. Good news is good news, right? And, and so these shepherds go out, they tell everybody, they spread it far and wide. And those, verse 18, who heard it, marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Probably 
probably not necessarily believing everything they hear from shepherds, which you shouldn't, you know. Yeah, I think they're crazy, but they marveled at it. Hmm, that's interesting. Notice this verse 19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Kind of gives you the idea that Mary maybe questioned her own sanity a little bit. You know, why didn't the angels show up here? (laughs) You know, why wasn't there a company of angels and the glory of God surrounding this place? You know, did, did I really hear, did, did I really see, was I hallucinating when I saw the vision of the angel? You know, was, was is, is something else going wrong? Did I disappoint God somehow in this whole situation? I mean, what's going on here? But she'd, she'd store up all that had happened, the words of Gabriel, Joseph's dream, Elizabeth's words, and now probably questioning all that, that had happened that day, you know, and, and probably questioning her own sanity at the first, but then the, then the shepherds show up. They, they start to talk to her. It says, verse 20, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Uh, This is something that we need to consider. And this is probably one of the darkest and most confusing moments of Mary's life. And and the truth is, is that not every one of us is going to have miracle after amazing thing happen to us in our lives. There are going to be dark times. There are going to be dark valleys that we go through in our lives. We have to understand that those dark valleys are for a purpose, as was Jesus being born in these dark circumstances for a purpose. God has his reasons for us to go through these dark things because if you noticed, God draws closest to us when we're going through our darkest times. And if you've ever been through a a severe trial and reached out for God and said, God, I don't understand why I'm going through this. I don't get it. God, help me. Give me peace. Give me comfort. Give me, give me help. Help me to see. And and maybe there's, there's no end in sight to the trial that we find ourselves in. And yet in the midst of it, as we cry out to God, he gives us a supernatural peace. He gives us a supernatural comfort that carries us through that. And this is the beautiful thing, is in that dark time, we find that God is the closest to us, just as he was right there in Mary's lap. Closer to her than she ever possibly could have imagined. And so it is with you and me. I love reading Christian biographies because it it kind of gives you an outside perspective, God's perspective, you know, in a sense, because you're reading through their life and you see, you read about them getting saved and then you read about their early ventures of faith and learning to trust the Lord and then God using them to do mighty things. I love that. Hudson Taylor's a good example. Brother Andrew's another one, God smuggler. <sighs> Lots of them out there. Great to read. But, but it just helps you to see how God, he, he, he starts out in this person's life and, and then he just, he uses them to do great things. And it helps you, it helps me to look at their life and see the things that they suffered and the things, the vic- see the victories and, and the closeness of the Lord and the faith that they had and how God came through for them. And to realize God can do that in my life too. But it does take those difficult times in order to develop that character. Just as James said, as we went through the book of James, count it all joy when you face various trials because the testing of your faith produces patience, right? Let patience have its perfect worth that you might be perfect and complete, lacking nothing or wanting nothing. I don't, I don't need anything because God is going to provide everything I need. And as we go through those difficulties, we learn those lessons. And so verse 21 And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before 
he was conceived in the womb. And so kind of a difference between our culture and theirs. Ours, we think of names, you know, maybe we have, if we don't know the, the gender, we pick out a boy and a girl name, right? And usually those are picked out months in advance, right? And, and in, their, in their culture, they would have the baby and then they would scrutinize this newborn for the first eight days and say, okay, you know, it looks like a Henry. No, definitely a Fred. Definitely a Fred. I thought it was a Henry, but look, no, it's Fred. You know, and they were, they would, that's what they would do. They'd wait eight days. Of course, this, this baby's name was already picked out. So they named him on the eighth day, Jesus, which means God is salvation. Still, even after all that they went through, still saying, yeah, God is salvation. He is Jesus. He is the savior. And, and I think that that's a testimony to, to Mary and Joseph and where they were at. But it's a testimony to us. And every time in this time of year, and we think about the things that, that God did to come into this world under such humble circumstances and save us. It's a time to remember that he is enough, that he is enough for us in his sacrifice for us, but he's also enough for us in that he knows what we're going through and he cares about us. And even though we might be going through a dark time, he loves us and he's with us. And there's no gift greater than that. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We're so grateful for the message that we get this time of year during the Christmas season to remember that you are with us, that you became a man, that you humbled yourself, and and that you came into this world to save us from all of our sins. What a beautiful picture we have here of of your sufficiency, of your love for us. And and, and also a great example of how you can move (laughs) leaders to to move things around and to get people where you want them, Lord. And I I just think about that concerning the circumstances we find ourselves in in our world with people being locked down in, in various cities around the United States and around the world, countries being locked down. Just confused leaders who don't know what's, what's right and what's wrong or what, how to deal with the, the things. And, and maybe even bigger agendas that, that we wonder about as we look at all that's happening in the world right now. What, they're, what we're being conditioned for. And yet ultimately knowing, Jesus, that you are the one who moves these, these leaders. They think they're so powerful, but they really aren't. Lord, you're in control. And you are bringing about everything according to the counsel of your will. Lord, help us to rest in that fact as we see all that's happening in the world today. We thank you, Lord, that you're sovereign over us. We thank you that you love us and you care about our state. You care about our our small things that we deal with here in little Emmett, Idaho. Because we're your children and you love us. Help us to have a relationship with you, Lord. To draw close to you and to know you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Man, we stand with me. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.